right, so school is back in session. Uh, this is Cameron, and I'm here with Jenna. We're going to introduce ourselves shortly, but first we wanted to thank Spencer, Emily, Allison, and Brooke for getting this all started and setting a great foundation for the podcast. Cameron and I are going to be doing the next few podcasts, which we are really excited about. So Cameron, what is your content certification in? So my content certification is early childhood education. So specifically, that's kindergarten or pre-K through third grade. So when I had went in, I originally thought like I'm definitely going to teach kindergarten. Um, now I can see myself either doing pre-K, like um, early learning centers, or I can even do like second grade or third grade. Kindergarten is okay, and I can definitely substitute teaching it, but it's definitely not where I'm meant to be. (laughs) (laughs) I Um, almost have the same experience. So I'm doing middle school mathematics, and when I first came to Lindenwood, I was going to get my certification in secondary education. I thought for sure I was going to teach high school my whole life, but the longer I have been in college, I've realized that I do really like teaching the younger grades, so I think middle school is the perfect middle ground for me. Exactly, yeah, because it's not too young, but it's not high school yet. So Exactly. And you never know. You may um, teach middle school for a couple of years and be like, you know what, I'm ready for high school. Exactly, exactly. So um, I'm going to share a little bit about why I got into teaching, and then I'm gonna, I am gonna I want to hear why you got into teaching as well. Um, so why I got into teaching was I – had actually started out um, with physical therapy at Hannibal LaGrange University. And then I realized while it was interesting, it definitely wasn't my passion. And so I wanted to figure out what my what was my passion. So I really dug into family and friends during this time. And I found out that I have always loved working with kids. I had always worked in my Uh, church nursery, watching the little kiddos and teaching them things and singing songs with them. And I really enjoyed that. And I also really enjoyed babysitting and nannying, but I had never made that connection that like I loved teaching. So for me, that's why I got into teaching is because I realized like, what is my passion? My passion is working with children and kind of watching them get that light bulb moment. I would have to say the people who inspired me or the person is my little brothers, like seeing them go to school, they were kind of more shy, especially my oldest brother, Christopher, he was a little bit more shy um, before he went to school. And then going to school, um, he was able to break out of his shell and become more of who he is now with the help of his teachers. And I wanted to be that for some other, I wanted to be that for other children. So that is who inspired me to be a teacher and how I got into teaching. What about you? Yeah, um, I'm almost the same way. Growing up, I always knew I wanted to be a teacher for sure. I had a desk at home, and I would assign my little brother and my parents little homework assignments to do, and then they would turn it into me. I'd give them feedback on it. I fell in love with teaching in general. Um, And then over the years, my mom always told me that I had a lot of patience, and I just have a great way of explaining how to do something. I would help my younger brother when he had math assignments and he got really confused. He would come home and I'd sit down and we'd work through it together. So I always knew for sure teaching was my path. Then um, at my dance studio, I was allowed the opportunity to assistant teach some classes and I fell in love with it all over again. Being able to teach younger students the art of dance and just being able to help them was for sure something I just fell in love with and I knew that that was where I wanted to go. So like I said, going to Lindenwood my freshman year, I was for sure I was going to teach secondary education. But now the grade level has changed, but definitely definitely not my passion for teaching. That has always been there. So we have both 
been a part of Win and Teach. This is our second semester doing it. Yeah. Um, I personally, this is, I'm staying at the same building, which is at Bryan Middle School in the Francis Howell School District. Have you been in the same school? Um, no. So actually I've had like a really neat experience. It was a very tough decision for me and I definitely had to lean into talking to my mom about this because she always knows what's best. (laughs) Um, but I had been in the St. Charles School District and I could definitely see myself in the St. Charles School District, but I really thought about how Linden Teach and student teaching are really the only chance you get to kind of really understand and see how a school district school system is set up and how their teachers like get along. And so while I loved St. Charles School District and I could have stayed there because it's great and I love it, I wanted to be able to explore other districts. So I didn't know anything about Orchard Farm School District. I just knew that other people said it was great and I wanted to do that for myself. So talking with Dr. Aldridge and talking with my mom, I was able to decide that's the best course for me, and I have loved it ever since. So That is a really cool experience. That is awesome. Um, so I have a question for you that I'll also answer whenever you're done. So what is the best part of Linden Teach for you now that you're in your second semester? The Linden Teach experience for me has been one of the best opportunities I've ever been a part of. Being able to be at the school and build relationships with the staff and the students and just learning about their backgrounds is so beneficial, and I have appreciated that part of it. I love that I get to teach different content areas and see the same faces that um, come into my classrooms. So the students, I can see them one day in science, the next day in art, and then the next week see them in band. Everything is so different, but I can see their own personal passions and what gets them excited when they come to school, seeing them in those different environments. So what has been your favorite part of Lynn and Teach? So I have a couple of things that are best parts for me. It's not like one in particular. Um, the first one that I always tell everyone is that I was really nervous going into Linden Teach, and I don't think that I'd be ready for student teaching or ready for teaching after I graduate had I not been able to be in a substitute teacher position. Yeah. Um So with that, like substitute teaching just gives you like you don't have all the responsibility of a teacher yet, but you're able to go in and practice the things and practice the skills and strategies and techniques that you need to be a teacher. So for me, that was really crucial because it was kind of like not that this wasn't just as important as student teaching, but it's definitely like a practice round. Like I get to go in and have it's like we were talking about, this is a new experience each time that you go into uh, substitute teach. So while on Monday, I may have thought that I didn't do that great. I don't have to worry about going in the next day and being like, that's the same way it has to go. I get to come in the next day and restart and kind of use different strategies. That strategy didn't work. So let's try this strategy today, you know? Yeah, yeah absolutely. Another part that is really one of my favorite parts of London Teach is that you get to build connections with multiple districts or with just your district that you're in that are going to last a lifetime. So while I may not work in Orchard Farm School District or I may not work in St. Charles School District, I'll always have those connections to lean back on. And I'll have those teachers that I've built relationships with to reach out to like, hey, I know we're not in the same district anymore, but I'm really struggling with this um, subject and or this uh, objective or goal that I need my students to get to. What are you doing for this? You know, right. Yeah. Since being at Bryan Middle School, I've been able to get the contacts of different teachers and I've learned like they have gotten to this point, their background, their passions 
the struggles that they have, the best parts of teaching. So it's nice to build those relationships and really get the in-depth of like why other people like teaching, why are they there? So I've really liked building those relationships. One more thing to add on to this is that having a mentor teacher through this whole process of doing Linden Teach has been so helpful. Uh, my mentor teacher right now is Miss Hankey at Discovery Elementary. She's a third grade teacher and she's really awesome. So I have never, I mean, I have seen classrooms with really great behavior management and really great strategies utilized in the classroom, but she does a really great job at having patience with her students and knowing when to give positive reinforcement and knowing when to use different types of reinforcement to kind of gauge that behavior that she's having, the behavior challenges that she's dealing with or the target behaviors that she doesn't want in her classroom. She's able to reset those. And so having a mentor teacher gives you the opportunity to say, for example, I substitute taught in a classroom where it was really hard for me. The behavior was, you know, I'm a substitute. So right. behaviors can be challenging. Um, and so I wasn't really sure, how do I deal with this? How do I deal with this? And my mentor teacher, Miss Hankey, has been really great Like when I have those questions explaining to me um, when this type of challenging behavior comes up, here's what you can do. And if this doesn't work, here's what else you can do, you know? Yes, absolutely. And I wanted to touch on something you said earlier. Without Linden Teach, I would have been terrified to go into student teaching. Linden Teach has helped me to gain my confidence and just learn how to go into classrooms not knowing what's going to happen that day. I wake up in the morning, I drive to school, and I tell myself I'm excited on whatever is going to be handed to me that day. And when I talk to the secretary and she tells me I'm going to be teaching art today or I'm going to teach science, I walk in there with an open mind and trust in my myself and my knowledge on what I've learned and I just go with the flow. So I think really my biggest takeaway from Linden Teach is being able to gain my confidence and know that no matter what is handed to us, that we are going to be really good educators and we are gonna go in and build relationships and just be there to support students. Yeah, for sure. I really like your outlook on that. It's a very yeah. positive outlook, you know, because you never know walking into the school, where am I going to be placed today? And yeah. maybe music's not your forte, but you're placed in music and you're nervous. But going into it with that outlook that you just said is the best way possible. And I think that's the biggest piece of advice that we can give to future yes. Lend and Teach interns. Yeah, because not knowing can be scary, but it's also one of the most rewarding and fun parts of Lend and Teach because I didn't think I'd like being in a band classroom, I've never been, I've never been able to, to do an instrument, learn how to read music. So I was terrified that day. But walking in, the students were so helpful. And they explained to me what some of the instrument notes meant. And that day was so fun. And I was able to, we were both able to support each other. And I've learned so much through that experience. Right. <laughs> With that being said, what are some of the unique struggles to coming into a new classroom, not knowing any of the students? So this one I definitely can answer. I um, love Linden Teach. Like I said, it's a great experience. And like we've talked about, it's very beneficial and it helps us so much in preparing us. But there are definitely struggles that are going to come with that. So for me personally, when I have substitute taught, some of the unique struggles I faced with not knowing the kids is they don't know me. So while I don't know them and I don't know what works best for them, 
they don't know me yet. So they're trying to see what's going to fly with Miss Green today. What can I get away with with Miss Green today? And I have to have patience during that because while that may not happen, if I were their classroom teacher, I'm their substitute teacher and I'm there today and I've got to make this impactful. So I've got to find a way to not let that bother me. I've got to find a way to, you know, use the classroom management strategies that we've learned to manage those behaviors and get them back on track and still have a good day. And I like to tell the kids all the time, you know, I want to be able to give you a positive re- rewards. So some of the classrooms, an example is we had, they, they, there was a bunch of kids in this classroom and they were like brothers and sisters. Mm-hmm. And so while that was really neat, it was also really hard because they were bickering like brothers and sisters <laughs> too. So I had to tell them, you know, I want to give you your stars on your star chart. I want to do that. I want us to have a good day. But in order to do that, we have to get these behaviors handled. So let's get back on track. Let's focus and gear our attention towards learning. So some of the, that's definitely one of the unique struggles is they don't know you, so they're going to test the boundary. (laughs) And that is a great way of putting it. Um, Definitely being put into a classroom and no one knows you, you don't know them. It is hard with those strategies but you just have to rely back on what you've learned and kind of like you said you want to give them that reward so help me I can help you let's let's get it together let's work together so that's something I've learned with middle school they're the same way they're the age where they they are like the brother and sisters they they want to bicker and they want to test and so yeah I have definitely learned that just coming in and saying I'm not here to be an enemy I'm here to help you and be here for you so help me what what do you guys do how can how can we do this assignment how can we engage together I really am a huge supporter of classroom like engagement I want the group to do it as a whole I definitely have those areas where they need to work on their lesson it's independent and that's where I walk around and I try to get to know them personally and so I can build those personal connections and understand how can I help them But I do like to, as a whole, get people engaged and have the students talk together because that's building relationships within themselves, too. Exactly. Yeah. So through Linden Teach, there have been things that we learned before we were even put into the classroom for substitute teaching. Um, What are some things that you learned before you were put into the classroom? Um, so with this, some of the things that I learned before being put into the classroom is that there's going to be times where the teacher may have thought that they have filled their sub plans with you um, the best that they could and you they've got the whole day filled but sometimes the kids are doing really great and you fly through the work and sometimes they're not doing good at all and they need like a brain break or something to that's not in the subs plans but that needs to happen and so getting that I don't know if you know what I'm talking about. It's the substitute teaching backpack. Yes. It's like the packet that we got. Um, It has so many activities in there that can either add in as a filler or that can be used as a break. So if the students are having a really rough day and they're just not liking that there's a sub today, they really miss their teacher, we can take a break and do one of those activities from the backpack, the sub backpack packet um, to kind of get them back on track and really let them let the students know like we're here to have fun we're here to help you guys stay on track Um, we're not here to be your enemy like you said 
So kind of finding a fun activity for them that they can get their get their learning back on track. Um, so that's definitely something that I, we learned before we went into the classroom. That was a very crucial tool that we needed to remember. Um, going along with that, another thing that we really needed to remember that we learned before, we learned about this in almost every class um, course at Lindenwood for education, even if it's not what we're focusing on in that class. So say we're taking a early childhood curriculum class, but they it's it's about the curriculum. It's not really about behavior management. Almost every course we take in the education department talks about classroom management. Um, and so I think that all those all that information and tools and materials that we've learned with classroom management before we stepped in the classroom really helped prepare us, you know. Absolutely. And a part of Lynn and Teach, we make Google folders that we share with our professor. And that has helped me to build my classroom management because I can put kind of my ideas I've learned in past classes or things I've learned just being in the classroom in general. I can stick in the folder and review it back later on and say, okay, this classroom has really quiet students. How can I get them more engaged? Right. And that's where I can go back to that backpack and say, okay, what are some activities that I could do right now that would kind of make them more involved in the, the topic lesson? Or I use the folder to look back on how did that one teacher get the class to come back together at that moment. So that folder has taught me to stay organized and kind of look back on how I can use that in different classrooms when I substitute teach. For sure. So going along with that, if now that we've had, now that we're in our second semester of being a substitute teacher and doing the Lend to Teach internship, we've seen a lot of subbinders. So looking into subbinders, what do you, what are just some key things that you know you're going to be putting in your subbinder that will help prepare? Uh, For sure. This is one thing I have noticed with a lot of my teachers. They will have a, they have their first page with the objective for the day, lesson, what needs to, what kind of worksheets I should pull out, that kind of stuff. But then on the second half of their subbinder, they've got certain students like who have maybe like they have diabetes or they have a learning curve that they want me to know ahead of time. That way I am as knowledgeable as possible when the students walk in. I know exactly who needs my help who maybe I need to give a little bit of extra support or guidance, or maybe I just need to help them. Yeah, being able to see how different teachers give me their subbinder and the different things they have included in it, I have taken a lot of those away and I will include in my classroom and any day that I need a substitute teacher. There's been some really, really good portions that I want to include. Yeah, I definitely like that you mentioned like the notes about students, mm-hmm. specific things that we need to know because um, there has been some great subbinders that I've had, but there's also been ones where I'm like, why was that not included in the subbinder? Yes. That was crucial. I needed to know that that student has to go to the nurse every hour to take a medication, but that wasn't in the binder. Like mm-hmm. those things, you know, um, and it's really easy to forget. Like say we had a family emergency, so that's why we need a sub. So we're making a quick sub plan. Um, so that's why it's crucial. I think that I'm going to make sure I have that sub binder. So that way those resources about my class are in there and I don't have to go back each time if I'm in a rush or I had a family emergency I don't have to go back and re-put that in there it's already in there so all I have to put in there is my lesson plan for the day. I think it also really helps when teachers have their seating charts attached. Oh yes. Because then I can see some of them will have a picture of the student with their name and so then I can quickly through attendance they could do their 10 minute warm-up activity and I can quickly look at the picture look at the student's name check. 
It that takes, is so neat. I have not encountered that before. It's I, I don't think I've ever even had a seating chart in any of the binders. I wow. which not that's not required. It's just right. something that other teachers can do that's beneficial. You know, um, definitely not required. So I'm not like <laughs> saying anything like that. Um, but it's definitely something I have not encountered yet, and that would be so helpful. You know, I walk into my classroom each morning when I'm substitute teaching, and I'm like okay, before they get in here, I have to know which students sit where. So it's really helpful for me when they do have the names on the desks yes. because I'll go through the lesson plan and then if I have that extra time, I will go around the classroom with a blank piece of paper on my clipboard and I will draw where the desks are at in the room and I'll write their name and their number so that I know when I'm taking attendance. Okay, where's Susie? Where's Joe? You know, so That's I can awesome. do that. It has been really neat learning about both of our Lend and Teach experiences and our reasons as to why we have gone on this career path. So we are going to have different guests on this podcast. Make sure to check out our next podcast, Talking with Daniel Badock, on his experiences student teaching. All righty, that's it. Class dismissed.